Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, digital agency owners and podcast listeners. Before I introduce today's guest, I want to ask you a quick question. Are you currently stressed out, cash crunched, or fed up with your business? If you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem, or maybe that it's the area you live in, or maybe this market has become too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around, and I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now that it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who comes to you saying they need a website or Facebook ads or maybe a mobile app developed, but they don't even realize the deeper challenge or opportunity that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a YouGurus strategy call where we'll dig into those underlying issues and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments will shift the way you think forever and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your strategy call. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start your application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. All right, let's introduce today's guest. Hey, what's up, agency owners, podcast listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today we are hanging out with Jeff Corrette. And Jeff uh, helps one to two person digital marketing companies increase their monthly recurring revenue while giving better SEO results to their clients. He focuses on e-commerce companies and HVAC companies, as well as helping other digital agencies uh, offer SEO services to their clients with his company, SE Oak. Jeff, welcome to the program. Glad to be here. Excited about it. So Jeff, you and I have known each other for quite a long time because you you were your graduate of our bootcamp program. Uh, when when did you go through bootcamp? Fall of 2014. So it'll be five years this year. <laughs> you literally went through our second uh, our, the second time we offered bootcamp. You're like yep. in the second set of groups. So yep. uh, so it's it's cool to have you here because I feel like I've gotten this uh, kind of backstage seat to the evolution of your agency over the last few years. So um, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about SEO today? What does your agency look like? Kind of how many clients do you have? What's a typical project that you work on? Uh, give us those kind of details. Sure. So SEO, um, primarily we're partnering with a lot of one to two person digital marketing companies who basically hate doing SEO and we just do the SEO for them. And what, what that's translated to my business is about 19 different SEO plans running. and. You know, we're helping from, you know, all the different aspects of SEO from the on page to the off page and content and all that good stuff, keyword strategy. And, uh, and that's pretty much all we do. I haven't built a website in a very long time. So we're just doing SEO now. Very cool. So when you started out with, uh, with our program, were you kind of doing web design and SEO and, you know, who were you serving back then? Everybody and anybody who had a checkbook. (laughs) (laughs) How'd that work out? Uh, well, let's just say I was stuck at the same revenue level for about six years. <laughs> and I had 70% of my revenue coming from one client. And it was scary. 
That does sound kind of scary. Yeah. And I actually remember, uh, I remember us having a lot of those conversations early on. So, or, you know, so, so you kind of had the whale client, right? It was basically, you had a job for one client, then you had a little extra side business. So what were some of the things that you did to, to, to transition to where you are today, which it sounds like you have a lot healthier business. Did I hear you've got 19 active SEO clients you're currently working with. Mm-hmm. Yep. So some of the major things I did was pick a niche, just go really hard after one type of, um, you know, what I call our partners, you know, the one to two person digital marketing companies. That's who I was going after in terms of my marketing campaigns. And another big thing I did was productize my services, which allows me to, uh, you know, stand out from the marketplace. It allowed me to get really good at that one thing, which is SEO. And it also allows me to scale a little bit easier because I, uh, since I'm doing more repetitive tasks, I can start to process out those things as opposed to when I was doing everything for everybody. It's almost impossible to process things out because you're always doing something different. So those are the big, you know, productizing and picking a niche, I think, were the two biggest things. And of course, it's changing mindset too of charging what I was worth and getting rid of some self-limiting beliefs and, and, and all the stuff that comes with uh, being connected with you and your community. Nice. So a couple, so, so you pick the niche, right? For you, uh, you ended up kind of going the, the white label route, doing work with other agency owners. Why did that work for you? Like why, why was that niche the right niche for you? You know, I think that I found a connection. I think the biggest thing was the connection was I, these people are just like me, right? Like they're like people I would want to hang out with at a bar or something like, you know, we get along really good. They're, I'm really responsive. They're really responsive. It's just, it just kind of works. And, uh, and you know, I don't have to do so much sales cause they're doing most of the sales and I can, I can be a part of that sales process if they want, but for the most part, they're out there selling and they've got a lot of established relationships. And so, um, in exchange for that, you know, I give, them a healthy way to make margin and increase their monthly recurring revenue. So it really is, I like, I like to call it a win, win, win situation where, uh, you know, I win cause I get new customers. I get new SEO plans. My partner wins because they, um, they get passive income by just reselling this stuff without a whole lot of work. And then the client wins cause we're getting results for them. So it really is a, more of a three-way street and that's why it works so well. What were some of the things uh, early on? You mentioned that you ended up kind of productizing your services. I imagine that that was just uh, an overnight success that you just thought, oh, I'm going to productize and this is going to work. And it worked and everything was right. Uh, Or probably more likely it was a little bit of a transition period to figure that out. Uh, What were some of the things that you struggled with in terms of uh, developing those packages and really figuring out how to serve your niche in the right way? I'll start with one major mistake I made was um, saying yes to the first person because I, I had a, I had a quick little idea. Actually, I came up with an idea with a potential prospect on the spot on my very first call about this, and instead of talking to a bunch of people and see if that was a good fit, I just said yes and, and sold it. What I probably should have done is is wait to talk to a few more people and maybe refined it to something that maybe would have worked for a bigger crowd of people instead of th- just that one person. So that cost me a couple months because I don't think. After that first sale, I got another sale for a couple months. So it actually took a couple months to get my second sale. And so, yeah, I think one of the biggest things I learned was talk to, yeah, it just cost me time. Talk to more than one person before you come up with your productizer. Talk to like 40 people. <laughs> so, so, so you actually were on like a call, like a sales call, and you came up with your productized service in yeah. the moment 
on the call that you're like, ah, yeah. this is the offer, right? And then you started trying to make that offer to other clients and it didn't work. What I'm, hearing, what I'm hearing from you is they they weren't buying it. So you no. weren't while you had a, a little bit of validation that customer A was willing to pay for this, it wasn't something that the market actually wanted in that structure. Yeah, it was really more of a customized thing that I thought could be rec- replicatable, but it wasn't. So I, I jumped the gun a little bit. I should have I should have been a little bit more patient because that cost me a couple months. How did you uh, did you change your approach then in terms of how to to figure out what would be the right package or the right approach for your market? Yeah, I think I what I did was I sat down uh, after I after I talked to a bunch of people and heard a bunch of no's. I sat down and kind of redesigned the entire productized service into something I thought would serve what I wanted out of my life and my business, but also serve what I was kind of hearing from people, um, which is, you know, they wanted something that was really flexible and, and frictionless. And so I came up with this action item system, which isn't, you know, we don't have to do the hourly thing, but we also don't have to do the set list of tasks, whether or not the client needs it, because everybody's kind of in a different space when it comes, you know, a different place when it comes to SEO, nobody's quite at the same place. So this allows us to do, to check off both of those boxes. Yeah, Can and then you I, I pitched, go ahead. A little bit to me, or you mentioned kind of like maybe a little nugget there that our listeners might be interested in learning a little bit more about. What do you, what do you mean a an action item uh, package? So, and you know, I didn't, I really didn't want to do the hourly thing because hourly kind of rewards inefficiency, and uh, it kind of puts you against the, it kind of puts you against the client, right? I just don't like hourly that much. So, I came up with this action item system where. You know, it's got like a set list of tasks would be one action item. For example, 150 words of writing would be one action item. Doing meta tags on a page could be one action item. Doing keyword research in a specific area would be one action item. And these are all repeatable, right? These are all things that can be applied to certain clients and maybe not for others. And then bigger, you know, more involved tasks, such as an outreach campaign for inbound link building would be as many as 30 action items. And uh, that's kind of a credit system that's worked. And, and then the way I sell my productized service, they get so many action items per, per monthly or, or every two-month period. Got it. Okay. So similar to, I think we've heard from other podcast guests like Phil Lockwood, like points-based billing. So you've got essentially a unit of currency with your clients called action items. They pay for a certain amount of action items. And then you guys structure your, your recurring based on that. So that's super, mm-hmm. super smart. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So you're you're in an interesting model, and I'm sure it's a lot of people have have thought about this at some level, which is you know essentially the white label model, right? Like you, and also I think now you're starting to branch out a little bit, and you're not just doing white label. You've got a couple of additional niches that you're you're going after. Uh, but let's kind of talk about the white label model in particular. You know, you mentioned that you thought this was a you know you get the win win win, nice people to work with, that kind of stuff, but. I imagine there's 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 some there's some benefits of white labeling, like they're your sales force, but then there's probably some challenges, like mm-hmm. having to work with partners that maybe have different processes or different approaches or different sales methods or different pricing. What are some of the challenges that you've experienced going that direction of a, a of a reseller model? Yeah, good question. One of the challenges I faced early on was all the different project management systems. Uh, people were people were wanting me to be a part of all kind of different, you know, some things I've never heard of. And, you know, to scale this thing, I, I knew I would just have to like simplify it. So what I started doing was I created a Trello board for each one of my plans and invited my partner into that. So they could actually have a very um, transparent look at, at what's going on. And, you know, I, I have my whole team in there and we're all talking and they, my partner can get involved if they want. And that kind of eliminated that. Another issue was margin, right? You know, the margin the margins aren't definitely aren't as healthy as going direct. 
because of course the uh, white label partner needs to make their share to make it exciting for them. And uh, for a while that kind of hung me up, but now um, I actually see it as a really, really, in a way I'm paying for a sales force. Right. Um, and that's kind of how I, how I see that. Like, I don't really have to do that much sales in exchange. I give up, I give up some of my margins. And then one more challenge is client expectations. So I found that from partner to partner, they were setting very different expectations. So we really had to drill down and I had to provide a lot of client resources on that. Like how are, how exactly are we going to set the expectations for these campaigns? Cause they're not instantaneous. And in, in most cases, you know, it's a, it's a couple months to several months to see results with these things. So, um, we, we, you know, and uh, that basically led to a lot of long conversations with partners trying to get them on the right foot. So the PM system one, that's interesting. So basically what I've heard from you is you, you know, instead of you getting in into your client systems and kind of using whatever they want, you just standardize that and said, Hey, all of my clients are going to use Trello. You guys can use whatever you want, but we're going to manage your stuff here in in, in the SEO system. Exactly. And that's worked pretty well. I, I had forgotten I'd, I had done that until now. <laughs> <laughs> Just so used um, to it now. But yeah, that takes me back. That, that was a challenge that I overcame. So in, in SEO, let's, let's talk specifically about SEO because you, you've mentioned here client expectations. I've, I've worked with a lot of agencies, both for our company uh, to do SEO. I've also worked with uh, a lot of companies that were doing SEO for our clients. And... I think just just this domain area, it's 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 like one of the hardest to set reasonable expectations. Mm-hmm. I, I found myself with clients a lot, you know, when they'd ask for specifics of, well, can you guarantee me results? Can you, you know, when when will it be on page one? When will this happen? How much traffic will we get? Like all these questions, I feel like for most SEO people, they're like, it depends, right. you know, like it's like it depends is like the answer uh, that that we have to deliver for for stuff. So how do you approach? that conversation of expectations uh because i just feel like this in the in the domain that you practice in not only is is it a difficult conversation but you're actually having to have that conversation through your agency partners which probably makes it even more difficult Mm -hmm. yeah so the way we've approached that is by um we have i have this pricing table where it's got each plan is designed for a certain size business and basically they've got a timeline to results that's not necessarily a timeline to ROI because typically we see, you know, it might take a full year or two years to get a full ROI. But what we do is we put a timeline to results. Our partners put that in their pricing on their proposals. And the timeline to results that I suggest they put are kind of extra long. <laughs> so like if somebody signs up, we know that they're not hopefully, and it still happens from time to time. Sure. But we know that they're not going to be after, you know, three weeks wondering why they're not at number one for their keyword. You know what I mean? So I, I guess the key is set extra long timelines. And then if you can do it faster, then they're super thrilled. And it probably hurt my sales a little bit by doing that. And But at the same time, I'd rather do it right than promise something I can't deliver on or maybe can only deliver on 20, 30% of the time and then have tons of churn. Like that's not good either. So um, I, I opt to go a little bit longer with my estimates. And um, really it hasn't been an issue like it's not something that comes around too much to me from my partners in the, uh, during the sales process, like those kind of comebacks or objections, I should say. I mean, I feel like, you know, for especially for retainer-based, where most SEO companies are probably at some level, if you're doing ongoing SEO, is, is retainer-based? Is that what most of your packages are? You could call it retainer. I mean, they're, they're paying the same price every single month and they get a set list of action items. 
Got it. So, call it a retainer. Let me rephrase it. You're on a monthly recurring, like they're got it. They're on a subscription yeah. of some kind, right? Because I feel like that's, you know, whether you're doing SEO, like what you're doing, or whether you're doing marketing retainers uh, of a different kind, what you just zeroed in on, which is that stickiness, that keeping your churn down, you know, your lifetime value of a customer, you know, if you can keep that client on longer, it's the same or value more valuable than a, a brand new customer. So even if it is affecting your sales a little bit, if it's helping you keep customers longer and happier, then it sounds like that's a big win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's a big focus right now. We just rolled out um, customer care emails where, you know, we're, we're going to be more, a lot more proactive. I set myself 30 minutes in the beginning of every day to just go over a handful of campaigns and send them a quick nip. Like, Hey, we, we noticed this cool thing uh, happening with your campaign. Hey, I see an opportunity. And that shows them that we're being proactive. And uh, it's only been about three weeks, but I can already tell it's going to uh, massive have a massively positive effect on my monthly recurring revenue and, and the, uh, you know, the churn, like for help preventing churn. Hey, what's up, digital agency owners? Are you currently an SEO agency or an agency that offers SEO services to your clients? I have some exciting news for you today. There's a platform called SEO Monitor that is built specifically to help digital agencies provide more effective SEO campaigns for their clients, ultimately helping you guys make more money and be more profitable. SEO Monitor is the only SEO platform that is actively working for you as an agency. Their platform is laser focused on companies that are offering SEO services to their clients, providing deep insights on keywords, campaign level reporting, and also a topic explorer that's going to help you provide better keyword research for your clients. Their platform understands the dynamics of running multiple SEO campaigns and also managing multiple clients under one platform. One of my favorite tools within the SEO Monitor platform is their forecasting tool. This tool literally allows you to forecast the value of SEO services so that you can go back to your clients and help pitch them on higher value services, which is totally in alignment with everything that YouGurus teaches. SEO Monitor offers a world-class support team, so they're there when you need them, and they have top-level service-level agreements to make sure that your agency is always able to deliver to your clients. If you want to find out more about the SEO Monitor and YouGurus partnership, go to seomonitor forward slash DAS for Digital Agency Show. That's seomonitor.com forward slash DAS. On that page, there's more information about how SEO Monitor is going to help you level up your SEO game, deliver better results to your clients, and become more profitable. There's links out to their free Topics Explorer tool, which is pretty awesome, free for anybody to use, and I highly recommend it. They also have information about their Spark program, which is a $5,000 grant for SEO agencies or companies that are focused on SEO that have been in business for less than three years. So check that out at seomonitor.com forward slash DAS. All right, let's get back to our program. You mentioned you've got uh, your team in there on Trello, you know, working uh, with you. So what's what's the current uh, makeup of the SEO team? Sure. We've got two, as of today, three developers. We've got uh, my VA who helps with uh, re- just kind of research. And so it's really, I'm the only full-time person. I've got some help uh, also in content. I've got a number of, of I've got a number of teams of writers that I work with, and I also have an American writer who helps, you know, quality assurance and that kind of thing. And so basically, uh, really, it's me and a handful of contractors. So, 
When when you first started with boot camp uh, back in 2014, gosh, that uh, makes me feel like we've been doing this a long time. Um, was it just you at that time, or were you? Yeah, because yeah, I couldn't afford a contractor back then. <laughs> I mean, I just being honest, it was uh, it was it was rough times, and it was a it was a it was. I remember clicking that button to sign up for the boot camp and being like, "Oh my god, did I really just do that?" Like I was, I you know, it was a stretch financially, but it was for sure one of the best investments ever. And I appreciate that. You've got a virtual agency setup. I mean, that's kind of what I'd, I'd bucket you into, which is a, a broad bucket of, of, mm, of yep. style of agencies that it's you know owner operated plus a handful of contractors. What are some of the things that you guys do uh, with your team that you do with your team to make that work? Uh, whether from a process standpoint, management, obviously you mentioned Trello before, but even just from a culture and kind of quality standpoint, how do you how do you lead your team and and uh, make that work? Hmm, good question. I think the biggest thing is putting processes in place, right? Like you can, you can tell them what to do and then, you know, they start getting sloppy. But if you have those processes in place, but not just a process, I think having a checklist where they can actually check things off as they go is, is really the best way to do it and stay on top of things. It, it really uh, takes a lot off of you to have to check every little thing. You can just check the checklist and if something was left empty or, you know, you know, you have an issue with like if they're checking something off and they didn't actually do it. But I feel like processes and checklists, checklists will get you 80% of the way there. And, and of course, if you don't productize your service, if you don't have something you're doing a lot over and over again, you know, it's really hard to get the processes in place. So it, it all kind of, all this stuff that I'm talking about all kind of comes together in a really cool way that I can actually see this thing growing exponentially from here. You know, you mentioned that because that's something that I see a lot of people struggle with because they want to create processes and they want to create systems, but the variability in their business is huge. Each project is like a completely, complete unique snowflake. Like they can maybe create structure for their, their broad-based project phases, but it's almost like unless we've done feature X before and we're confident that how we did it before is how we're going to do it again, it's very difficult to create those processes. So was that part of your drive towards uh, productization? Yeah, I, I realized, you know, um, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. And uh, I read a book, you know, Work the System, a really good book about product, um, scoping out everything, getting your SOPs in order. And, uh, that, that was a little bit of extra drive from that book of just getting all this stuff done. It's like, and the whole, the whole point of that book was like, if you're doing it right, you should be able to hire somebody off the street to do your processes. I'm like, I'm like, that makes, that makes so much sense. Like it's, it's the, the power is not in, not in the employee so much. It's in the process. And if you, if you're doing it right, you should be able to get uh, like a high school kid to come in and do this stuff, you know? <laughs> I, I can imagine a lot of agency owners right now are listening to this going, a high school kid could not run my process. Uh, you know, but uh, that's okay. It's something to shoot for. Uh, that's a good, that's a good litmus test, right? Mm. So what are, what are some things that you're thinking about for the future of SEO? What's kind of your, your growth plan? Right now, the name of the game is figuring out predictable lead generation. Um, you know, I get, I get, I do get consistent leads with word of mouth and the referrals and all that stuff. That's been great. Um, but in order to really take this to the next level, it's all about predictable lead generation. So that's that's my big focus for the next quarter. And, uh, you know, trying all kind of different things and getting some little nips here and there, just trying to, you know, get it going for real where I can, you know, put this much money in and almost certainly get a client out, you know. Very cool. I'm curious, you know, last last kind of question here on the, on the SEO side. 
what are some of the things right now that, uh, in terms of SEO, that people should be thinking about that maybe are different than it was three or four years ago? You know, I think people in general, whether they're offering SEO services to their clients or thinking about SEO for their agency, I mean, I think we all know, like, you know, basic meta tags, titles, uh, you know, good page content, good page structure, you know, all that kind of stuff. But uh, there's been a lot of change in the web in just even the last couple of years. I mean, what are what are the the search engines kind of paying attention to? What are you guys seeing that works? Mm. I believe in a three pillar approach to SEO. Pillar number one, website architecture and user experience. Pillar number two, authority content creation and influencer outreach. And then pillar number three, inbound link landscape. I believe that you should put equal resources to all three of those pillars. What I see a lot of one to two person digital marketing companies doing wrong, not only with their own site, but with their client site, they're completely ignoring number two and number three, right? They're not really building any links other than maybe some citations here and there that I don't think that's enough. So, so, so for, for this year and maybe next year and the next maybe three years, yes, I do see links taking, uh, playing less of a role at about the three to four, maybe five uh, year years out from today, I believe content and on page is going to become more important eventually. Uh, but for now, links are still very important. Cool. I love those three pillars. We'll, uh, we'll include those in our, uh, in our show notes and takeaways. So make sure you guys check that out at egurus.com forward slash podcast. Jeff, are you ready for our lightning round? I am. All right, let's do it. What is the best advice you've ever received? Uh, if you don't sacrifice for your goal, your goal becomes the sacrifice. That's a quote by Sam Ovens. And it just really resonated with me because I wasn't really sacrificing enough for my goal. Like I wanted to continue to play video games every day. I I recently really put a stop, not not a full stop, but that's, you know, nowhere near as big of a part of my life right now. And multiple other things I was prioritizing over my business and, and it's time to really get down to it. That's, uh, that's music to my ears, Jeff. I, I love to hear you say that. That's, that's really cool. Uh, which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Just focus. Um, I feel like it's so easy to get lost in a face. If, looking at a Facebook feed is literally cancer for your business. Like, so I, I had to block my <laughs> Facebook feed and I, turn, I now turn off notifications. A lot of times I'll leave my phone out of reach when I'm working and, and I'll put it on, uh, not airplane mode, I'll, just, I'll put it on uh, do not disturb mode automatically every day, you know, I just set it to automatically go and do not disturb mode. Just focus. It's just so many distractions and so hard to stay on top of those things that you said you were going to do that morning. (laughs) Just do those things. You know, I love to push it just a little further and just go on full airplane mode and just, you know, Uh, but anyways, I I love that either way, right? Having those set work hours, the D and D hours, uh, whenever I'm looking at somebody, uh, like working over somebody else's shoulder Mm. and, uh, where they're like sharing a screen and you'll see like their email notifications pop up like while yeah, we're like, on the call. And we're like, no you don't oh. get anything done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, another lightning round question. Can you share an internet resource, a tool or an app that you use that you think our listeners would find valuable? My favorite SEO tool I'm going to go with and that's Ahrefs. Um, you know, some people like Moz and, and some of the other ones, but I, I think once you learn what Ahrefs is, is capable of, it's just kind of mind blowing and I really couldn't see myself doing SEO without it. So Ahrefs, for sure, look into it. What book would you recommend and why? So this is one uh, by Grant Cardone. It's called The 10X Rule. And it's just one of those things that if you need a kick in the ass, you know, 
just just read a couple chapters. I mean, he he says, take whatever your major goal in your life is and 10x it. And that's kind of, you know, that's kind of the, the whole point of the book. Just like take your goals and explode them because even if you don't get anywhere near that goal, you'll still do a lot better than you did otherwise. Nice. Very cool. Well, we will link out to uh, Grant Cardone's book, also Work the System, and mm-hmm. a bunch of other resources that you mentioned during this episode in our show notes. You can check those out at yougurus.com forward slash podcast, find Jeff's episode, and you'll see all those good resources for you guys, especially if you're on, the, on a run or on the road. Uh, make sure you check that out at our website uh, following listening to today's show. Jeff, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have they can check out? Yeah, you can check me out at seoak, that's S-E-O-A-K dot C-O, and uh, feel free to reach out, jeff at seoak dot C-O, and I've got, the, I've got this PDF, it's basically seven questions you should be asking a white label SEO before you hire them, I'd be happy to throw that your way and give you a free strategy session, so feel free to reach out, and yeah, look forward to hearing from you. Very cool. Uh, Jeff, thanks for being on our program today. This has been super informative and uh, just so cool to hear more about your story and your growth since going through boot camp. and uh, wish you all the best. My pleasure. It was awesome. All right, folks, that is our program for today. You can check out our show notes, as I said before, at yougurus.com forward slash podcast. We'll link out to Jeff's website and all the great resources that we had for today. Uh, Jeff's email, the book recommendations, all of that stuff. So check it out, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Tune in each and every week for more great content coming at you to help you achieve freedom in your business and life. Until then, I'm Brent Weaver. Thanks again for tuning in to the Digital Agency Show. Before we close out, I wanted to check in on your answer to my question from the beginning of the episode. Are you stressed out, cash crunched, fed up with your business? Now, if you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem. Maybe that it's the area you live in, or that this market has gotten too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around, and I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now, it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who says they need a website, Facebook ads, or a mobile app, when they don't even realize it's a deeper challenge that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a strategy call, where we're gonna dig into those underlying issues in your business and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments that you're going to have will shift the way you think forever and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your YouGurus strategy call today. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start the application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. Thanks again for tuning in. Join us next week for another episode of the Digital Agency Show. 